if it seems like Bitcoin is the lead story every week, it's because Bitcoin is the big story as the bull run continues. Today finds us passing the $16,000 mark, and some analysts are saying there's very little resistance up to the all-time high. Is the government secretly tracking ballots using blockchain technology? There's a story going around, and we want to dive in a little deeper on this. Joe Biden has tapped the former CFTC chairman for his transition team. And if you've ever wondered how many Big Macs you can buy with one Bitcoin, wonder no more. We have the answers you seek. The bulls have bust out of the pen and the matadors are having a great time as we cover all the latest in this bad news episode number 460 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Toro, 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 the bulls are loose and they're running wild as Bitcoin continues its race towards its all-time high. I'm Joel Kahn, that's Travis Wright, and together we are the Bad Crypto Podcast, and we welcome you to Bad Cryptopia. That is true, and this is an exciting, exciting time. I think today, didn't it just pass 16,000 here? Timestamp. Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it is. It it, it is Thursday today, and in fact, uh, we'll get to all of the news that you guys need to know, along with our friends at CoinGecko.com and Cointelegraph.com. But first, we want to welcome you and make sure that you are checking out GamerHash. I've got it running on my high-end PC. I am earning Bitcoin even now as I'm recording on my PC. It is using the processor power that I am not using at the moment to mine. So you can use blockchain and and pay with your spare computing power. Uh, Basically, GamerHash connects two rapidly growing technologies into one business. Gamers meet blockchain in their own environment, spread adoption of new economies. So GamerHash has in less than two years 400,000 customers with absolutely no marketing spend, and they are on their way up. Why not get some Bitcoin while your PC is not playing games or while it's doing other things? Gamerhash.io is the place for you to go. Yeah, I recently oh. I recently installed it as well because I finally got a PC. Yeah, you did. I'm not running it right now because I'm, I'm doing other stuff, but I have had it running and it looks like I'll make about 16 to $20 a month in Bitcoin. Now, that might not seem a lot right now, but let's say Bitcoin keeps going up, right? Let's say Bitcoin does 10x. Well, there you go. You got some, some real money there. There you go. Pay for your computer eventually. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Travis Wright, we got a lot of news to cover, so let's get to it. And the timestamp says 10.37 a.m. in Mountain Time here in Denver. The date is November the 12th in the year of 2020. The crypto market caps $464 billion with Bitcoin at $16,083. I think it hit $16,200 a little bit ago. Ethereum, $457. Tether, $0.997. XRP, $0.25. Cents. Chainlink, 1238 Bitcoin Cash 257 the Binance Coin 2744 Polkadot 433 Litecoin $59 and number 10 this week is Cardano at 10 cents. Now I want to tell you something folks 
We are getting into the really fun times, it looks like. Now, again, we're not financial advisors. I don't know if we've told you that here recently or not. But this is really starting to look a little bit like 2017. You know, we're getting that run up to 20000 on Bitcoin. And look at all these numbers today, Sir Lord, Mr. Joel Kahn. Uh Ave token this week, 83% increase. Yearn token, 83% increase. It's up to $15,500. Yearn yeah. token is. Blockstack up 70%. Uh, the reserve rights token up 55%. Thor chain up exactly 50%. Uniswap up 50%. Uh, and then if we're just going down 50%, 40, 30, 40, 35, 37, blah, 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 blah. So many different tokens have taken off this past week. And then, oh, by the way, you know, what's what Celsius network up another 15%, Bitcoin yeah. up 14%, Ethereum up 14%, wrapped Bitcoin. Wow. In the top 100, Travis, there's only a handful of coins that are in the red for the week at all. And the worst of them is down 6.5%. That's the crypto coin. Everything else is negligible. It is an incredibly green week. The markets are super hot right now. And uh, and people are saying there is no resistance. In, in fact, the article here that we're looking at first on Cointelegraph says that Bitcoin's market cap is rapidly surpassing the monetary base of multiple national currencies. And it looks like the Canadian dollar is next. So when Bitcoin hits 18,000, then it's going to pass the monetary base of Canada's uh, dollar. And it, it's already passed the, uh, the monetary base of the Russian ruble. This includes physical currency and bank reserves. And that happened when Bitcoin passed $14,000. There's a great chart here that really sort of lays it out. I mean, here's what's happened over the last couple of weeks is we've passed Sweden, Australia, Taiwan. We passed uh, South Korea, Russia, and that's getting ready to pop up over, as you said, Canada. Next after that, if it gets up to 23,000, Bitcoin's going to pass India. If it gets to 38,000, that's the next one. That's passing silver. And Bitcoin has to get up to $560,000 to pass gold. So that's going to take a while. <laughs> it's okay. We, we got our eyes on you there, gold. Oh, man. Yeah, Bitcoin is at 560000 That's how you can buy two Lambos with one Bitcoin. <laughs> is that what you would do? No, of course I, not. I don't, even, I don't even want one. I would, I, would, I would rent a Lambo and go drive it around like we did that one time. My son really wants to go drive around a Ferrari and a Lambo. And we, we almost did it when we were in Vegas, but the shops were closed. You know, if you look at Bitcoin for the year and check out the charts, I mean, what did we start the year at? Do you remember what we were at on January you 1st? You know, I remember we were, we were under 10,000 and we were probably around 7,000 something. And then, and then in March, when, when the whole thing, the whole world collapsed with COVID, it went down to 30, what, 3,800 3, maybe? Yeah, so the low so. for I'm going to go ahead and pull up the one year chart on CoinGecko.com, and yeah, it looks like the low was five thousand thirty two on March sixteenth. We started the year. You're correct, eighty seven. Uh, no, we started the year. Moving forward here, around seven thousand. Yeah, around seven. No, it's just been. After the downturn, you know, when COVID hit and it did this precipitous drop, I mean, it basically went from 9,000 to uh, to 5,000, you know, in a couple of days. And then, it did that, and then it did that super drop. Then it did a little down to 3,800. And I, 
I remember I sold some at 51 something. Because I don't I was see like, 3,800 on here. I, I think you're mistaken. I think the lowest was 5,000. That 3,800 was the the drop from 2018. Oh, I remember. Let me look here and see because I know. You that, just know it felt bad. It was like. It, I was it, sad. It, Travi was sad. It, it hurt and it hurt quite a bit. Dude, this was crazy. Hold on a second here. Before we get on that, like on March 12th, it was 7,900. March 13th, 5,200. Like it just went like that was a very sad day. I think that's probably when I got scared and was like, oh, no, it's all going down. It is crazy. And we're not done seeing the crazy. There's more crazy ahead. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But if there's one thing we've learned from the crypto space is crypto goes up, crypto goes down. It's like being buckled into the roller coaster and put your hands up and go, woo. Good times are good. Bad times are bad. But actually, the bad times aren't so bad because you always know that. On the flip side, it's always cruising back up. I mean, we had the having what was in May or June or whenever it was, July, and and, and we had conversations around that. Here is what happened around every other having, and look, here it's gonna it looks like if it follows the same trends, this is what'll happen. And we are exactly there now. So there's this piece here on Benzinga.com that uh Shivdeep Diliwal has written saying that while Bitcoin Bitcoin hovers at 16,000, it still trails Ethereum in yearly gain. Now, Mr. Travis Wright, if we look at Ethereum for the year on CoinGecko, the current price of it is $457 as of this recording. And so if I go back one year on this, Ethereum was down to about $120, $130 on January 1st. So it has actually um, almost not quite forexed from there, three and a half, I'd say. Uh, so as an investment, Ethereum has actually been better than Bitcoin for the year because Bitcoin's done about, um, you know, a little more than double from January 1st. Yeah, but then also it looks like it got down to about 100 bucks whenever everything tanked. Yeah, it got down to what $110. So it was a little higher on, on January, but... It got down all the way down to $110 on March 13th, and here we are now over 4x that. That's great. You know, what's what's interesting to me is how much when the people panic and the markets just collapse, and every time that happens in crypto, in any of the, the major currencies, okay, I'm not saying in some of the, the lesser-known altcoins, but in all of the major currencies, they always have moved back up. And we're talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, in particular here. But always, every time there's a drop, we go higher. Mm -hmm. And I, I, every time I still get scared and I go, oh, shit. Oh, God. How far is it going to go? Oh, God. Sphincter clench. <laughs> Are you clenching? I, well, not right now. I'm very okay. relaxed. That's good. You should be, you know, this is a no clenching zone here at the moment. <laughs> Bitcoin is now bigger than Bank of America, Netflix, and Shopify. That's super interesting. It's it's about to enter the top 20 assets by market cap. In fact, this story is dated um, before we hit 16,000. So it might actually be there now in the top 20. Yeah, so the market cap of, of, of Bitcoin at this story was twenty eight or two hundred and eighty eight billion. And now that it's over sixteen thousand, it's gotta be over three hundred billion. So maybe it is. I don't see a chart. Oh, here we go. Here's the chart. Yeah, and the site is asset 
dash.com. It shows you top assets by market cap. And uh, Bitcoin is number 20 right now with a $297 billion market cap. It just passed Home Depot by a billion dollars, but it's passed Home Depot, Verizon, Walt Disney, Bank of America, Coca-Cola, Salesforce. Look at that. Like, wow, dude. That is next, crazy. Next it's not a company, right? So the people go, oh, it's Bitcoin's obviously not a company. But if you look at the asset class is what we're talking about here. The asset class, it is passed. Like you just said, Disney, freaking Salesforce, Adobe, PayPal. Like these are the ones. It just passed, like you said, Verizon. Like, wow. Here's the, ones, the ones I'm watching, Travis, MasterCard is number 18. JP Morgan Chase is number 15 at $343 billion. And, uh, you know, what is, is will another thousand dollars do that i mean it's it's going to move up quickly visas 405 billion how long before bitcoin is number one right now apple is number one at a two trillion dollar market cap wow well and that's what's crazy too is it, they didn't pass a trillion dollars not long ago like it, it was not long ago when apple passed a trillion and and amazon and uh microsoft because the first the first a trillion dollar company was within like a year ago. It wasn't long. So that's crazy to me. I remember this was something we had these conversations, these exact same ones. Bitcoin passed all of those assets in 2017. I remember distinctly when we're like, oh my God, Bitcoin just passed Visa or MasterCard, whichever one it was. And here we are again, knocking on the door and it won't, it won't be long. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be long. Jumping back to our friends at Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world. Turner Wright, not to be confused as a relative of, of Sir Lord Travis Wright, has a headline, Fund Execs Offer $1 Million Bets That Bitcoin's S2F Model Won't Come True. What is the S2F Model? That's the stock-to-flow model that has been uh, widely talked about. If you don't know what the stock-to-flow model is, go ahead and uh, you could you should maybe uh, duck, duck, go that. But uh, the, the S2F model is the name. His name is Plan B. You can follow him on Twitter, I believe, at at one hundred trillion USD. And uh, he said that the, this bet is not only for Plan B, the person who created this. But if someone else has the money to lock up, I will take you on instead. So they want to bet and say, hey, hey I'm going to bet you a million dollars that Bitcoin does not hit these prices in five years. Apparently is what looks like that's happening. It doesn't think it's going to hit 50% of that target range. Want to bet? Want to bet? Uh. I, don't, I don't want to bet at all. Uh, other news from Bitcoin.com. The uh, fund manager named Bill Miller says every major bank will have exposure to Bitcoin. That includes investment banks, high net worth firms. They're all going to have exposure to Bitcoin. He's incredibly bullish about this. Remember, MicroStrategy invested $425 million in Bitcoin. Square is invested in Bitcoin. PayPal's launching their crypto service. And, and now Bill Miller is um, is saying that this is uh, an alternative investment that he's taking very seriously. And of course, duh, this is not a surprise to any of us. It's just every time another you know person in the financial sector says Bitcoin is the future, we're like, welcome to the party. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said this, that it's been the, the single best performing asset class in the last year, the last five years, and the last 10 years. He said this, the Bitcoin story is very easy. It's supply and demand. Bitcoin supply is growing at around 2.5% a year, and the demand is growing faster than that. And there's going to be a fixed number of them. And, you know, Federal Reserve printers go brrr, right? I wonder, I'm, I'm looking at this picture of, of Mr. Mr. Miller, and I wonder how many Bitcoins he has stored in his chin. <laughs> he does have quite an <laughs> impressive chin. It is. It's, it's almost like a turkey. I, gum, 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 gum. So the elections are over, still undecided, you know, for sure. You know, we're waiting for everything to be certified and all. But there's a couple people in the crypto space that ran for office. One of them, a senator that we covered last week, who's who is now a senator that's pro-Bitcoin. Our friend Oz Sultan gave it a good run in uh, in New York State Senate. And he's uh, he didn't win, but he's going to be back at it again. And apparently there was a guy named Douglas Tuman who hosts the Mon- Monero Talk podcast, and he was running for New York's 4th District in the U.S. Congress. He lost his seat as well. Uh, we didn't have a seat. He lost the uh, the run for a seat. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's great to see that people in the, uh, the crypto world are running for office. Yeah, we have Brock Pierce running for president. That was that Did was he really, win? I, I don't know. I, I don't think the votes have completely been... Um, talent tallyated or whatever between Brock and Kanye, right? Yeah, I think so. One of them, I think they should just join forces and say, All right, together we will make America great again. They could they be Brock Yay, yeah, <laughs> Brock, Brock Yay, very Brock nice. Yay. Brock yeah. Yay, Weirst. <laughs> okay, that's really bad. So, so the media they have uh, they have went ahead and said that uh, that Biden is the president elect. Now that's not how it actually works. The states have to make it official. So that hasn't happened yet. But Biden, but it, it looks like that's what's going to happen. It looks like that's what's going to happen yeah. to those who um, believe it's that. Just not official. Not official. Uh, but Biden has tapped the crypto-savvy former CFTC chair for the transition team. No, not Giancarlo, but uh, they have got Gary Ginsler will apparently be uh, helping with the transition with the Federal Reserve in addition to banking and, and security regulators. He has agreed to come on and help be the uh, smart guy when it comes to finances. The uh, new financial team has said that cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, need regulation to grow, arguing that investors should be protected in the event of market manipulation. Uh, This guy has also stated that initial coin offerings should be considered securities. So the SEC would have oversight on that. And uh, sad news, Mr. Travis Wright, Bitcoin at this moment dropped below 16,000. Oh, nope, never mind. Just went back up again. So we're. Oh, man. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it would really be great, you know. Uh, people in the crypto community are asking which is better for Bitcoin um, in the long run. And you know, it's been said that Trump doesn't understand Bitcoin and has spoken against it as a big supporter of the U.S. dollar. Uh, remains to be seen what uh, a President Biden will do as far as Bitcoin is concerned. Mm-hmm. And now this is an interesting thing. This is this is a piece of news that has popped out. There's been a lot of discussions around this on on Twitter and, and in some other places around the fact or question if the the Trump win will be validated by quantum blockchain system recount of votes. Now there's this theory out there 
that uh, some of the ballots in some of the swing states actually actually had this infrared QF, a QFS QR code type of thing that's unbreakable. It's invisible watermark on some of the ballots and that they could use, they were using those to test if, if some of those were fraudulent or not. Now, if that was the case, using this infrared equipment, you could read those ballots. You could see if they're real or not. They said that they were used in 12 states, Alabama, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Texas, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Washington, Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, and Kentucky. And, uh, and yes. if that is the case, that would be crazy. I, I think, though, it's, it's more evident than ever, regardless if they use blockchain or not, we need to have immutable voting systems that are transparent to the voters and cannot be switched or moved. They ha- we have to create a better voting system because if not, people – right now I saw in 2014, 68% of people thought that elections uh, could be fraudulently tampered with. That was in 2014. Now people's faith in the elections, if it goes back to Trump – People are going to go, what? And if Biden wins, the, the right's going to go, what? And so nobody really has faith in it because when you just have random people who can just drop off new ballots and ballots can just appear, regardless of, of how it's been substantiated or not, there is a chain of custody that does not happen in current voting that makes fraud, makes elections susceptible to fraud. We need to eliminate that. conspiracy theorist. So I, am a, I am a... I am a conspiracy realist and i like to research shit and i, I don't just take things at, at, at uh, what they tell me well i think this article is probably fake news uh, it sounds like fake news to me i don't see how you would since ballots are printed in you know created individually by states it's not ballots are not created by the federal government I don't know how in the world they would even have a hand. Well, it could be, it could be printed, but the, the paper that they use for the ballots could have been pre-existing. I mean, was it Stephen Petarzik or something the guy's name is? He was a former Intel top guy, and he said that this is the case. We'll see. I know that Trump was talking yesterday about how Dominion voting systems were fraudulent, and they caught them big time, and that's that was used in 29 states, the Dominion voting thing. So we'll see. All I know is... Joel and I would not be doing this podcast if we were not talking about in 2016 the need for blockchain and elections and voter ID to be prevalent. And here we are again in 2020 with even more, uh, you know, election problems. Yeah, it's no doubt. Listen, I think, um, you know, the majority of Americans will accept who the president is in a in a fair legal election. Right. I, you know, I'm not going to be out there if my guy loses. I'm not going to be going, not my president. You know, I'm not, not, not going to go out and destroy cities. Right. I no, mean, that's crazy. not how normal people roll. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all move on regardless. And uh, like Joe Biden says, we, we must have unity. So anyway, the uh, all the legal issues surrounding whether this is has any truth to it or not um, have to be accounted for by the time the Electoral College meets on December 14th. So that puts us out just uh, just over a month from now. And then the uh, the Congress would make the election official on January 3rd, 2021. And let's hope that 2021 is much, much more better than uh, than 2020. Well, all I know is either way, Bitcoin is going to keep going uh, up and up and up. And uh, that's what I think. And I'm not a financial advisor, though, again. No, 
you don't even play one on a podcast. Well, I'll tell you one person who's not going to care at all who the president is, is a Ukrainian national that's been sentenced to nine years in prison in what the IRS is describing as the United States first Bitcoin case with a tax component. He's a Microsoft employee, actually a former Microsoft engineer. And apparently he was convicted for stealing more than $10 million in digital value from his past employer in the form of currency stored value or CSV, which includes gift cards. Yes. Yeah, so this guy's a 26 year old Ukrainian citizen. He's, he was residing in Washington And he used these accounts and identities of his fellow employees to steal and then sell that currency stored value and making it look as if his coworkers were the one that was doing the fraud. And then he used a Bitcoin mixing service to further sort of uh, hide his paper trail and discovered that uh, 2.8 million worth of crypto had passed through his accounts and, and sent to a relative. So He'd been working on this for a while, and uh, he going he's going to the prison time. He's not very good. What I did was a bad, bad thing. Oh, ocean plojo idea. Must must do. Uh, just so um, everybody knows, we're tracking the price of Bitcoin, and right now on Coin Telegraph, it is blinking sixteen thousand on the dot. Oh, it just went under sixteen thousand again. Oh, never mind. It's back. We're, we're good. <laughs> That just happened. I just, you know, I'm seeing it here on the news story. It's blinking and crypto goes up, crypto goes down. now I see it at 1625 right now. So I can't imagine being a day trader, right? The the stress that must go along with trying to time those small gaps, you know, to to buy and sell. Uh, That would just, that would make my blood pressure go up. Well, that's why I think Trader Cobb, all his hair fell out. (laughs) Well, maybe we should have Craig back on here in the near future and ask him if that's uh, yeah. if that's the case. Uh, Mr. Travis Wright, so that your hair doesn't fall out, you should probably be using some of the best tools for trading. And one of those really cool tools, especially if you don't know what you're doing, but you like to see others who do know what they're doing, is eToro's Copy Trader feature. The eToro app, available for both iOS and Android, offers a wide variety of cryptos for trading. And this Copy Trader function lets you see traders who have made their profile a public. And basically you can just say, I'll do what they're doing. And you put whatever amount of money you want to put in and it will be, you know, dispersed, invested, broken down into the same type of portfolio that they're investing in. That's a really cool feature. That's just one of many features that eToro offers. And you can still get $50 in free Bitcoin from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. You know, imagine Travis, people were doing this earlier in the year, if you got $50 in Bitcoin from us, you know, back in uh, March or April, you have doubled that money just by opening up an account and funding it with $50 of your tripled, own money. Tripled. Because it was tripled. at 5000 yeah. Triplified. That's, That's that amazing. Yeah. That is- and I love that segue. You're like, oh, man, if I was a day trader, oh, that'd be so st- – speaking of day trading, eToro. <laughs> You're not supposed to point it out. It was just well done. <laughs> Mr. Travis Wright pointing out, I'm going to call you Captain Obvious now. The URL to go check it out for yourself and get the $50 in Bitcoin is badco.in forward slash eToro. Mr. Travis Wright, you're in rare form today. 
Well, I tell you, it's different than day trading and then trading and holding. So most people will trade and hold. So that's not as stressful, right? Get your crypto and hodl it if you think Bitcoin is going to go up to upwards and beyond $100,000. Now, I think the biggest thing that we talked about last week, and I thought about it afterwards, was that fact that Bitcoin has been over $10,000 for 100 days in a row. That article was so impactful to me. I just kept thinking about it. And then I was telling people about it. And then that really hit home. And so those of you who don't remember what happened was it said that, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like when Bitcoin hit $10 for the first time and it was $10 for a hundred days in a row, shortly thereafter, it hit a hundred dollars. And then once it was a hundred dollars for a hundred days in a row, shortly thereafter, it hit $1,000. I think it was like 12 days or something, it hit $1,000. Then once it was finally $1,000 for 100 days in a row, it took X amount of time for it to hit $10,000. And last week when we did this show, it hit $10,000 for 100 days in a row. And how long until we hit $100,000, Mr. Sir Lord Jokom? I mean, that excites me. That, that right there was some of the most impactful news that I think we've read. And I don't know that if people, you know, let that sink in. And so I wanted to re sort of talk about that. Let that sink inify mm-hmm. and ponder on it, meditate on it, mm-hmm. consider your navel as you gaze mm-hmm. on the future of Bitcoin. Uh, we're not the only ones gazing on it. The U.S. Federal Reserve has broadened its research on central bank digital currencies, or as they are known, CBDCs, in a new review that was posted to its website Monday. If you want to go look at the report, it's called Central Bank Digital Currency, a Literature review. And there's all kinds of research and data that shows the potential impact of a digital dollar on commercial banking and monetary policy. Again, it's just a matter of time. And if you want to see the link to this story or any of the stories that we're covering in this episode, simply go to badco.in forward slash 460. And it's 460 because that's the episode number that we're in right now. Mm, That's such a good nomenclature and system we have there. CBDCs, not to be confused with CBD that you can. Or ACDC. Or ACDC, yeah. Well, not not any of those. Who wants to, you know, shake you all night long. I want to read this literature. Oh, do you have some good literature for me? Oh, yes. I have the Central Bank Digital Currency Literature Review you would love. It's very fascinating. Travis says they're working through this regulation and figuring out how all this is going to work. Something has happened here in the biggest exchange in the world, Binance. Apparently, they have begun blocking U.S. users from accessing the platform. Um, You know, they said last year they would stop serving U.S. residents uh, and people were still able to access it. But apparently that if your IP is a U.S. Um, IP, you're now getting a message that says, please transfer your assets out of your account within 90 days. You may, however, consider using Binance US or other US platforms. So you you won't be able to use the official Binance anymore. Mm. No more. Well, as you mentioned, though, there's like Binance.us. So can they still use that one? Yeah. Okay. You just can't but, use but Binance.com. So Binance.us has less things you can do. Well, yeah, and there's a lot less Valium. Volume. Valium? <laughs> there's less Valium, but there's also less volume. Okay, right on. You might need some Valium once, you know, if you don't get your money off the exchange. Nice. And by the way, uh, while we're not financial advisors, we do advise you to not keep your cryptos on exchanges. Use exchanges for one thing, 
to exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you're done exchanging, take your cryptos and move it into a secure wallet. D don't delay this. I've got a family member that lost an, uh, a whole Bitcoin on uh, Coinbase recently. Their email got hacked and their account was cleaned out. It's gone. And you could think, well, it won't happen to me. No, it can happen to you. Don't keep your cryptos on exchanges, gang. Where'd it go? Peekaboo. It's gone. It's just, it's just gone. I don't know where it went. Where did my crypto go? Peekaboo. Oh, it's gone. Mr. Sir Lord Joel Com, the World Economic Forum calls blockchain key. It's the key to sustainable digital finance. There's this new uh, report out by them that says, shares that uh, blockchain technology is the cornerstone for environmental sustainability. Well, I would say Bitcoin is probably not, you know, very sustainable or, or green compared to how much electricity that it uses. But blockchain, there's a lot of different blockchains out there. And what they, in the report, the um, the UBS executive, Karen uh, Ertley, has said blockchain technology, along with artificial intelligence, mobile platforms, and the internet of things being the cornerstone of digital finance these technologies, when combined with environmental, social, and, and governance frameworks, could help governments and corporations reach their lofty sustainable development goals. I think that's interesting. Well, let's just be clear. Bitcoin is definitely not green. Um, it's orange. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an orange coin. Mm -hmm. and it's Actually, it's no color, but the representation of it is orange. You know, Trev, we were just talking about Binance there in China, apparently a major Chinese bank has been selling bonds worth $3 billion, guess what, for Bitcoin. These bonds can be paid for with Bitcoin. They're going to be listed on a regulated Malaysian digital asset exchange. This is a Chinese construction bank based in Beijing. And so uh, there you go, another major financial institution, Bitcoin in this shiz. Mm. Another news here, Ripple CTO says that he's lost $300,000 trading shitcoins, essentially. He says, I bought a few cryptocurrencies that turned out to be disasters. Yeah. How is this news? Like, I know that everybody who was in right. 2017 who bought crypto, and I don't know, does he say that he's lost like real money, real $300,000? Or it was that because I know that if that's the case, I've lost way more than that. They were investments. He invested in block ticks, dice, flash, vezd, amp, signal token, B kind ads token, and prize and kudos coin. Oh, and neuron. God, those all, all sound shitty though. Just listen to them. Most of them went to zero in 2017 <laughs> and 2018. Uh, how come I, you know, you're not a headline on here about how much you lost in Dragon Coin? Right. Well, I mean, seriously, like Dragon Coin at one point was up at five bucks, and then I think I finally sold it at like eleven cents or something. So, um, I hold on to the ones that I love. Maybe you know that was backwards, right? <laughs> You're supposed to supposed yeah, to buy. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I, I did that wrong. Yeah. Sell it high. I tell Trump. you what, not day trading is stressful too, Mister Sir Lord Jolcom. Well, I don't know. I've gotten used to the ups and downs. I don't sweat it. And, and here's the way I look at it. Look. Nobody should be investing in crypto if they can't afford to lose it in the first place. We've said that from the beginning. And so as, as long as you've got the money that you need to live and, you know, have your, your needs met and the lifestyle that you prefer, the ups and downs are just, you know, I, I wonder to myself, let's say Bitcoin goes to, you know, a quarter million dollars and my, the Bitcoin I have suddenly is worth $250,000. How is my life 
going to change, right? What kind of dramatic changes would there be if you had a bunch more money in your life? A lot of people just automatically gravitate towards that. Oh, I'd buy that Lambo or I'd buy that big house or I'd buy that boat. Um, you know, they're all just things. And maybe part of it is age, you know, having done this, having done life for, uh, for 56 years that I look at and think it's, it's all just money. And if you are living your life, um, totally tied into these ups and downs, I think you're missing out on, you know, what's happening in, in the world mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. I don't think I would, I would buy stuff because stuff is, I like to travel around. What I would do is I would have a whole lot more amazing experiences that I would help pay for with my friends and family. I'd be like, you know what, we'll go somewhere a couple of weeks and you know, just rent out at a badass place and spend quality time together because that's what's really important is quality time with loved ones and friends and 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 having great experiences, not great stuff. I do want to I do want to point out this in that same article that we were talking about the dude who lost 300,000. Tim Draper said in September he owned Bitcoin Cash, XRP, Tezos, Aragon, in addition to more than 30,000 Bitcoin, his 30,000 Bitcoin are worth more than half a billion dollars right now. Dang. That's that's all right there, Mr. Tim Draper. That doesn't suck for him. You know, Travis, you and I are not the only ones that are neck deep in the NFT world. Apparently, there's a new exchange, well, an existing exchange in India. It's a rather large exchange called ZebPay, and they're launching an NFT marketplace and uh, I th- again, I just believe that um, that NFTs are the next big thing. It's the next DeFi wave. Oh, this is funny. If you scroll down the article, there's actually a header that says the next big thing after DeFi. And, uh, you know, those of you that are following what we're doing in the space right now, you are pioneering this with us. If you're listening to the show and you're not exploring NFTs yet in the future of digital collectibles, you're missing out. On, on an opportunity. I'm not telling you to invest in them. I'm telling you to learn about them. Listen to our weekly show, The Nifty Show. We're live every Friday at five o'clock Pacific or five Eastern to Pacific at nifty.show forward slash YouTube or nifty.show forward slash theta. We're, we've got great guests um, on Friday's show, including Fred Chesney from Atari. Mm-hmm. Right, he's the guy that was in charge of Atari's pack launch they just did, and um, you know what I just noticed? I'm actually in this article, Travis. You are, <laughs> and my name is spelled wrong. Yeah, I, that maybe I don't know how Aaron found this, our producer, but uh, the last paragraph says market fever is on the way. Uh, non fungible tokens are a type of digital assets with unique characteristics. Yada yada yada. Talks about crypto kitties. Then it says, according to Joel Kami, C O M M E. Yeah, you did, Kami. I knew you were Kami. It gets better. The author of Bad Crypto Podcast. <laughs> uh, NFTs may create a new tsunami that will shake the cryptocurrency industry. The same happened during the ICO boom in 2017 and DeFi craze in 2020. That's funny. I don't even know if Aaron saw when she put the story in here that we were mentioned in this article but i am the author like maybe you look french you're so calm I am. well this is in india right this is yeah. in india uh, articles i am the author of the big crypto books that's very good i like this so so the news here on zebpay the um the ceo mr rahul paji dipati 
Uh, they've created this thing called Dazzle. They've announced this project, Dazzle. This will generate non-fungible tokens, one-of-a-kind digital collectibles. These will be given out to members through various programs. The difference between a conventional fungible crypto token like Bitcoin, Ether, and Ripple and NFTs is its rarity and uniqueness. It can grow in value not just because of demand for it, but also because it can acquire new properties and benefits over time. Investors can either hold their NFTs or sell them. There you go. Congratulations, author. I guess I guess collectively we've written 17 books now because of you've authored the Bad Crypto <laughs> Podcast. As well. <laughs> Appreciate the coverage just the same. Sam Borgie of Cointelegraph writes this article, Bitcoin Burgernomics. This is how many Big Macs you can buy with one Bitcoin. How many Big Macs and why is this important? So what he's done is he's measuring Bitcoin's purchasing power um, in Big Macs, and it's called the Purchasing Power Index, the PPI, and it measures how many McDonald's Big Mac hamburgers you can buy. Apparently, it rose 0.2% to 6,341 on Wednesday. So a whole Bitcoin can buy you a whole lot of stomach aches, 6,341.26 Big Macs. But what I want to know is how many Tic Tacs can you buy for a Big Mac? And so I've done the math for for a, a pack of 12 Tic Tacs on Amazon. You can get them for around a dollar a pack. And there's 100 Tic Tacs in one of those little packs of Tic Tacs. So that mm. means it's about a penny per Tic Tac. And so divide that by the price of crypto. And that's how, so 16,025. You're going to be able to have, you know, nearly a million 1.6 million Tic Tacs for a Bitcoin. Just want, I just yep. want to let you know. Appreciate that. Tic Tac Paddywhack, give the dog a bone. <laughs> Big Macs and Tic Tacs. Although the Big Mac index began as something of a joke, it's become a leading indicator of purchasing power and has been used in dozens of academic studies. Again, if you want to see this story, it and all of the others we're covering in today's show, badco.in forward slash 460. Travis, you found this piece here on gistreel.com g-i-s-t-r-e-e-l i've not yeah. heard of it before so this right here is something that really cracks me up so this guy here the cmo of this blockchain company in nigeria his name is uh, gaius shibezi and uh, he revealed what he did to inspire former co-workers he <laughs> he put up a billboard of himself in front of this building that he used to work as like a janitor back 10 years ago and he says this, that he put this billboard up of myself in front of the building. I used to work as a cleaner back in 2011, so I can inspire my former coworkers. You got to trust the process. Never judge how far you can go based on where you are right now. If you are ready to keep moving, happy Sunday. So I just love that. They have to, yeah, that is, that's a cool story, huh? Way to go, Bitcoin chief. That's good. Nicely that's done. Really good. Uh, finally, Ms. Travis Wright, we've got a story from our friends at CoinZoom. And uh, this is there's a hard fork that is coming up for Bitcoin Cash on November 15th. And you guys are going to want to go to this Medium article at medium.com forward slash at CoinZoom. And you'll find this is the newest piece right there. But I guess this means that uh, does everybody it's a hard fork. So that means every Bitcoin Cash token is also going to get the new Bitcoin Cash node token. Mm. 
So now I we've said this many times too, Mr. Jokom, that when Bitcoin forked in August of 2017, that created Bitcoin Cash. That created all this additional money that all these that these people were holding, which I think drove this inflated sort of huge rise that we had that we saw happen. Now I think the price is more equalized where it should be, whereas then was just this sort of because of the Bitcoin Cash fork, all this additional money popped up. I mean, we saw Bitcoin Cash was like three, thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars at one time. Hell yeah, right. that's free money. Sell that shit. And that's what they did. And then all that money poured into altcoins and poured back into Bitcoin, Bitcoin and all these altcoins they took off. But this is Bitcoin Cash doing a hard fork. I don't foresee this sort of impacting the markets like that did. But uh, it will be see, it will be interesting to see what happens. So what Bitcoin Cash node? That's a yep. Bitcoin Cash name. node is a new one. Uh, CoinZoom, by the way, if you guys haven't uh, entered their contest yet, get their uh, CoinZoom Visa debit card, and you could win either a Tesla Model Three Performance or fifty thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Go to badco.in forward slash CoinZoom. Sign up for the free account and uh, go get one of these Visa cards. This is uh, this is the way people are going to be spending their crypto with these debit cards that mm-hmm. are backed by the big financial institutions. Oh, you and I already do it, right? So check this out. Now, we have a great interview for you guys coming up on Sunday with the CEO of Electronium. And check this out. This news just dropped. Uh, crypto users can rent servers for titles, including Minecraft and some other ones, with Electronium. So crypto, oh. how great is that? They signed a new network. They signed a new agreement that's going to allow its 4.1 million users to rent servers for 25 plus games. That's a real world application, right? This is what we've been looking for and what we've been hoping for in crypto and especially in some of these altcoins is uh, is use case. And like Travis said, we uh, we actually just got done interviewing Richard Ells, the CEO and founder of Electronium this morning before recording this. And it's going to come out on the Sunday show. And this is really interesting because they are all in on these use cases. In fact, we're also going to link to a story here from a, uh, a Bangladeshi graphic designer on anytask.com, she, which is powered by Electronium. She's sold over 600 tasks since she began doing graphic freelancing. She's 22 and it's totally changed her life. Um, you guys do not want to miss this interview. And I can tell you now from having already done the interview that those of you on our mailing list are going to have an opportunity to get a um, uh, $25 any task gift certificate, basically a credit. So if you're not on our mailing list right now, do it. Go to badco.in forward slash news and sign up for our email list. Uh, we send a weekly newsletter. There's no spam. It's it's only news. And um, we want to send you guys this $25 uh, gift card that you'll be able to use to hire somebody on any task. Yeah, this is a really, really beautiful story because in a lot of developing countries, you know, women are kind of marginalized. They don't get a lot of, they don't have a lot of the opportunities that, that because it's just the way that the, the culture is set up. And so this has really sort of helped her. She says she feels great since becoming a freelancer. She started freelancing because it gives her the power to be her own boss. No more working with control freak managers and clocking in and out. I no longer have to report to anybody or listen to them telling me off for being a few minutes late. So this is cool. And if you think about it, in her, in Bangladesh, 
There's a youth unemployment rate of about 11%. 50 plus percentage of, of the population is unbanked. You have 35% living in complete poverty with most people earning a minimum wage of less than $100 a month. So these are the kinds of people you're able to help out by using any task. And they are very, very talented. Uh, and the work is high quality. So tasky. Mm. I love it. This is beautiful. And everybody in, in crypto needs to be supporting these platforms that are using crypto to uh, to transact. Mm. And so, uh, this warms my heart, Mr. Source Joe Lord, Joe Kong. Looking forward to sharing that interview with you guys on Sunday. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. That way it gets automatically delivered to whatever your podcast player is. And I think that's going to wrap up our news for this week, Sir Lord, Mr. Travis Wright. Mm, that is great. I hope you enjoyed the show. We really appreciate you tuning in. A lot of stuff going on in the space. And we've noticed uh, an uptick in listens because I think people are getting more and more excited about what's going on in crypto. So if you guys are new and you haven't listened before, this is the first time, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, uh, badco.in forward slash iTunes. If you've been listening for a while, leave a review and let people know why you listen. Why are you enjoying the show? Uh, what is it about us you like? And, and let other people know that way when they go to iTunes or some of those other podcast uh, services, they uh, they get some heads up and they, they, they hear the feedback. So we, we appreciate all of that. And, and we really thank you guys for tuning in. And if you don't like us, please send an email to we don't care at this isn't our email.com. <laughs> We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. When we dip, we dip, we dip.